Hugh Hefner, a true American icon, created an empire that was unrivaled. Although some of his bunnies may have gone rogue, it's because of the love and respect that we received from the man behind it all. The Rogue Bunny's mission is simple. 100 playmates taking control of their valuable IP while honoring Hef's iconic Playboy style and bringing that experience to our collectors. Like only we know how, because after all, we did learn from the best. Relive the stories from the most prominent celebrity home in history. From those of us that lived it, the employees that worked it, and the guests who loved it. And the, the Mayhem continues. You've been listening to our show, Rogue Bunnies Mayhem. You've been here, we've been talking about how like we're a big family, and I don't know of any other company that does it, especially once the company's kind of gone, um, that gets together and we're doing our own family reunion, Victoria. It's awesome. Every year we do this in honor of Hef, and it's not everybody from Playboy. It's Hef's inner circle, Correct. it's mansion staff, it's playmates, and Hef's close personal friends, people that love Hef. And charismatic hangers-on like me. Aww. <laughs> so, you're part so, of the Playboy family. You set up the phone lines. I think I'm honorable. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. An you've, honorary, you've rather. Been well, you've been around. You've been around. It's funny. I, I, you know, I'm walking into a lot of the staff. We all worked together for so long. I, like I said, I was here almost 21 years. Right? I know. And so over two decades, you develop lives. You know them. You've seen their kids grow up. You know, from when they were born. I used to have people's baby born pictures all up at my desk. And now they're like, you know, they're yep. in high school or graduating high school. It's crazy. But Hank Fawcett run into him and Hank Hank uh, ran he was second in command under John Luther yeah you know and then when John left Hank actually took on and he was the GM you know but Hank Hank been there forever I go up to Hank I see we're hugging it out and everything and I just get this little burst in me and I'm like I got a surprise and that was perfect timing and then Scott walks in yeah <laughs> nice yeah well you know Hank uh, Hank was uh, my primary contact for hundreds of the radio shows that we produced there and we're talking, you know, uh, Howard Stern, Adam Carolla, uh, wow. Frosty, Hattie, and Frank. The best. Uh, and Tom Likas, most notably, I think. Wow. It was, oh, those were fun. The Tom Likas show, which relied heavily on phones, that's why yep. we designed and built the phone system for the mansion. It needed to be radically expanded. That was probably... That was a big deal at that time to have that kind of a phone line in that at oh. a residence. Yeah, right? it was a, yeah, full, yeah. yeah, full T1, yeah, an enormous uh, trunk of uh, lines. And it was very difficult to do. Is it true that the mansion cost $2.2 million to take care of and run per year? I think it was a little over that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Matter Amazing. of fact, uh, props to John Luther. When we started doing the uh, charity events, we had been doing them now for probably, I'd say probably about, I think probably about four or five years, you know, to really get them rampant. And I'll never forget when John came into the office, he goes, look, guys, we did it. We're now a profit center. Oh, amazing. <laughs> right amazing, right? Yep. The best yep. place to have a charity event because who wouldn't want to go there? And everybody's got a, you know, excited to be there. So the money flows yep. and the auctions go. And yeah, it's a great place to raise money for a charity. Yeah, hey, I, I want to step back uh, just a minute. I, I, I feel like we didn't really set the tone. We didn't really describe the environment here because oh, well, we were at the, the Playboy oh, family sure. reunion. There's... Dozens and, I don't know, maybe 150, 200 folks here. Yep. All part of the inner circle and the, the Playboy family. The, the the food and beverages are flowing, and it's oh. such <laughs> it's such a great feeling. Yeah. And, and yeah. You, you mentioned that, you know, how many how many company families can do this kind of thing? Because I sincerely say to our audience, name one. 
Yeah. Enron. Name one. No. No. <laughs> 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 I used to have a sticker on our uh, paper shredder in the house office at the mansion. John Luther laughed. I put a big sticker on there that said property of Enron. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. Well, Playboy had the girls of Enron. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Pictorial. Wow. Women of Enron. Oh. Do you remember that? I don't. But oh, yeah. It was a hit. I can't believe that. Yeah. I, I believe it because you were saying it and you're a believable person. Yeah. But wow, that does not sound sexy. It was. All right. All right. You know, there was a lot of people that worked there. It's, you know, few, a few pretty ones in there. Okay, girls next door kind of vibe. Yeah. Okay, I get that. Cubicle wow. next door. The cubicle next door. So, Victoria, for you, I mean, you're running into a lot of your sisters. And, of course, the yes. ones that live here are, and, and are involved with Rogue Bunnies, you know, obviously you haven't come. But is there any, some that you haven't seen in a while and you're like, oh, my gosh. Well, I've seen all of the rogue bunnies, but new <laughs> girls that um, that aren't in the rogue bunny family just yet. Yeah, there's been. I like quite, how you said yeah. Yeah, there's quite a few of the girls. Uh, uh, there's quite a few other playmates that are here actually, and there's one playmate named Lori Manconi, I think is her name. I think you have that right. And she was from 1979. Once and again, how do you just pull this right out of your head? I love it. And she is she is flat out gorgeous. She we were talking earlier and she she said 79. I'm like, well, whatever you're doing, she looks like she walked off the pages today. She she brought her little trading cards, her Playboy trading cards to show, you know, of her centerfold and stuff so she could show people and it's like it's so nostalgic. It's like, "Oh my gosh." And that's a whole different era of Playboy. It's like Every t decade became a, you know, like it just changed every year. The playmates, the way the centerfolds, the way the magazine, the energy, it just, it just kept on evolving until 2017. I love that the <laughs> that we get to see the models mature and grow and become yeah, yeah. mothers and wives and entrepreneurs and and move on to stages of their lives that I kind of refer to as after the staple, after the centerfold, to watch these models become. Did you say that again? Oh, uh, after the staple, Brett. What, what year did hold the that, staple hold end? Hold that. We're using that. That is fantastic. After the staple. After the staple. On Rogue Bunny's mayhem. It's, well, my my issue was glued, so I'm after the glue. But you got so no staple in your belly button. None. After the models do the centerfold, they continue to you know, in the real world. They continue to evolve and grow and yep. mature, and for everybody who only knows them as the model, they're kind of locked in that time. Yeah. So it's really interesting for us, behind the scenes, being able to see this and, I don't know, it, it's very satisfying. It's interesting how the girls all go off in a different direction and do different things, but they always hold on to the bunny title. Like yeah. we are oh, all, yeah. I, I can't, yeah. I, I don't know too many playmates, if any, I mean, maybe Jenny McCarthy doesn't talk about it anymore, but mostly every girl that's been a Playboy Centerfold still holds on to that all the way through her life. It's mm -hmm. one thing that's just, that's just a testament to what Hef built. Yeah. For the girls. Yep. Well, but that's what really says family, right? I mean, yeah. if you're part of a family, you never stop saying you're part of a family. That's right. You know, if you're part of a company, yeah, I'm no longer with yeah, that company. Done. You don't mention it. Yeah. Yep. So that's mm -hmm. different. You know what? I'm thinking, let's take a quick little break. We are Rogue Bunnies Mayhem. Hey listeners, Victoria Fuller here, entrepreneur, artist, and of course forever, Miss January 1996. My bunny sisters and I have joined forces, or should I say, have gone rogue, to revamp the heydays while exploring the future. Yes, I'm talking about the metaverse. So come join me and our sorority of the sexiest ladies on the planet. 
to join the party, find us at roguebunnies.com. That's R-O-G-U-E-B-U-N-N-I-E-S. Let's explore the future together. Welcome to the metaverse. This is Alan Loeb. I worked at the Playboy Mansion from 2001 through 2017 as a butler and uh, as a fun person. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Carlina Bryant. I was a butler from 1998 to 2017. I was one of the female butlers, and I was the life of the party. <laughs> As you can tell, this is going to be a serious show. <laughs> no, okay, no, I, I was going to jump right back to you, Carlina. It was more than a butler. I mean, you have a list. I was a seamstress, therapist, <laughs> social worker, nurse. I ran the girls to and from the hospital when needed. That you make me do. <laughs> so you did uh, coat checks. Coat checks. Uh, you were a babysitter for uh, for Tina's daughter. Yep, nanny. Um, let's see. Photographer. You, you were actually our first female butler. Yeah, so they say. Really? Yes. 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 I thought that was me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You can't identify now if you want. So yeah, she we, well, she no. we. I'm not You're older. Um, so, yeah. you know, so then technically you would have been the first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready yet. <laughs> You're not ready to <laughs> So what do you guys think about having this reunion? What's it like for you? I think it's fabulous. I'm a reunion person. I worked on my high school reunion for 40 years and uh, just had a reunion with my high school club on Friday. So uh, get together with friends is always number one. Uh, And when you get a little older, I'm not old, I'm just getting a little older. Uh, um, It's important, it really is. And it makes you feel good and it brings back good times, good memories. How about for you, Carlina? I mean, you traveled all the way in from uh, from Vegas. Yeah, with three hours of sleep, but it's worth it. Even though it's you didn't it. answer my text this morning. It was on purpose. <laughs> or mine. <laughs> I did it on purpose because I can't lie to you, so it's better not to respond and pop up on you. No, it is a really cool surprise. Really cool. The best. It's just like for you, what were you thinking? I mean, I think it's amazing. It started with me and Kia just talking about, hey, you know, they let a lot of people go and we didn't get the chance to say goodbye. Let's do something at the park. Everybody knows where it is. And then it spun into the first year, which was awesome. So she took the reins, and she's running, and she swears this is her last year, but she's lying. Oh, no, 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 no. It is not going to be the last year. No, no. We got Echo Johnson in the background blowing bubbles on Alan's uh, uh, neck there. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Echo. Hey, Hey, y'all. How are you? Thought I'd just do a drop-in on the show. That's a sensual thing, you know. Echo Johnson, uh, what was your month and year? Miss January 1993, y'all. And, and and you have your podcast. Yes, I do. The Bunny Chronicles with me and Karina Harney, Miss PMOI, 1992. As she likes to say, Miss Placemat of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> I, was ask, I was asking the gang here, uh, you know, what was it like thinking about coming to the mansion reunion? Well, and it is a mansion reunion because yeah. it's everyone from staff to playmates to his friends. Uh, what's it like for you? As I always say, Brian, just collectively being able to regroup with our family, our Playboy family, is just so much joy and like it just fulfills my heart in massive ways and I just feel and I will always say this, like we're just such a unique group of people that we're able to share in this experience together and I think it's rad that we carry it on and it just again like speaks statements to Huff and the mansion and how much we loved it and we continue to carry it on and celebrate it, right? Yeah, exactly. So I was, I was talking to some others uh, about being here, and it kind of jars your memories 
right? You start flashbacking. I mean, I don't know. Did anybody drive by the mansion? Yes, I, I, I did. did. Did you? Last yeah, week, I did. I did. You last did? last week I did, and the back gate was open, Ooh. and it's it's very sad. It is sad. It's you know they where the arboretum used to be. There's a big giant glass building there, oh. and I went around to the front, and the guards came out. And we talked for a little while, which was nice. Talk to the guards. How were they? They, they, yeah. they were very friendly. They they were they were good. Uh, we talked about ten minutes. Did the rocks still talk back to you? No, no, I didn't talk to the Rock. Who is the Rock? <laughs> even wait, is the Rock? Even rock and there? I don't have a relationship. <laughs> the rock, that was the last time I by, and it said, "Get off, get off." <laughs> he did. He said, Back it's up. It's private property. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. actually, uh, Karina and I did a drive-by, it was last year when we were filming episode two, and we did a drive-by, went to the back gate, and we were like, hi, we're here to see the monkeys and fix their nails, <laughs> and they were like, there's no monkeys here, we're like, we know there's monkeys on the property, <laughs> they're like, get off the property now, <laughs> like, private property. I'm like, is this not the Playboy Mansion, they're all, nope, <laughs> You know, we all have different experiences of being up at the mansion. I mean, you could talk about the parties, but I think beyond the parties, we had our day-to-days. Yeah. Like, what was it like, you know, there during the day, during the afternoon, Like the no evening? other job. It, right? <laughs> like no other That's job. So, and, and I mean, Alan, you, yeah. you worked for multiple industries with, within the show. I did, yes. You worked I for were 20th Century Fox, Sony, uh, for a lot of years. And each one had its own personality, its, its own... Uh, give and take, but the mansion was special. Uh, I spent the longest time there, 17, 16 years, just had a ball. I wanted a job. I was looking for something that had no pressure, yeah. none whatsoever. And for 16 years, I had no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Carlina's disagreeing over here. She's going, wait, wait, wait. wait what shift did you get? <laughs> there was I got all the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> As you said, you had a multitude of titles oh from seamstress to therapist to butlerist to everything else. Getting up every morning at a quarter to five was my biggest pressure. But but other than that, coming to work, I, I rarely, I can't remember a handful of times leaving work and being upset about anything. It just wasn't part of what the mansion was about while I was there. Do you remember, uh, well, you, we took a picture. Actually, it was uh, Peter Lowe, yourself, and, and Dan, Dan Gibb. Gibb. Correct. And all three of your butlers, everyone, and it's funny that people, when we asked, there was this one gentleman that came in and said, oh my God, I can't believe how much nepotism is here, right? And it was like, shut up, dude. You know, and it's just so different. What, what, what Hef allowed and what they created is that everyone knew either was a super close friend or was a family member. They all were. Everybody was tied in. And I explained how, you know, it worked because nobody would bring someone that would dare screw them up from being banned to ever bring right. someone back right. up. You know, so you you had actually had Peter... Peter Lowe brought me in to do uh, Hef's 75th birthday. Then I had another job, and I brought Dan Gibb in. Yeah. And he ended up being uh, one of the butlers uh, full-time. You know, you, you just knew people that would fit, and you brought them in. Well, I thought it, it, it worked very well. Every one of my family members worked up at the mansion. Every single one. Right. The only one, except my father. My mom even got to work uh, as a server really? for really? a party just so she could get the experience. And Chef Carter was really cool to let her do that. Oh, awesome. but, but Carlina, you were connected with? Sandy and Mandy Bentley. Right, and when, they, when Hef was dating DeAndre. them. Yeah, DeAndre. They were regulars at the restaurant. No, but actually to your point, Ellen, like what you said is that, and, and also you, like you knew 
going up there, just being in that environment, that, you know, you, it was sacred and, like, you, you took it with a really good level of respect, but then also where you knew where people would fit in, right? Right. And where the, their attributes or, you know, whatever they'd cultivated in their career beforehand was going to work there in the mansion. And Echo, I know you got to get going, but I, I just want to say I love what you're doing. Thank well, you. What you and Karina are doing. Thank um, you. It was perfect timing, and I think more people need to do this. And it's been encouraged to us to put out our story, yeah. put out our voices of yeah. what it was like to be a part of the fantasy world that our boss created. No, absolutely. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate you so much, and you've been um, completely supportive of the show from the get-go. And we're just we're stoked, and it feels nothing but good for us, you know. If, if we can, if we can um, be insightful in any way or bring some sort of level of entertainment to our audience, then hey, we've done our job. So how does everybody follow your show? Uh, you can follow us on our YouTube channel at The Bunny Chronicles Podcast, um, on Instagram at TBC Vodcast, as in The Bunny Chronicles Vodcast. And um, you can find us on every listening platform out there, Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible, just check us out, follow us, support the show, like it, please, because we have our haters out there <laughs> leaving the one-star reviews, but we know we're better than that. <laughs> so make sure to follow us. Appreciate you. Thank you, doll. Right, Thank honey. you. Bye. Right. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. So, guys, I was I was just thinking, um, you know, we were talking about, you know, flashing back. We're right, you know, we go by the mansion. And then I just think about, look, people have party stories, right? But I think beyond, like I was saying earlier, there are stories that just from the day to day are like, oh my God, did I really do that? Or did that really just happen? Or did that person just walk through the door? There's always something that's like surreal that you have to like snap out of it going, but this is my job. Like, is there something that pops out at you? A lot. <laughs> A like, lot. What was uh, the first one? Just being there, walking in every day, you never knew what was going to happen. You know, a lot of people have uh, their feelings about Bill Cosby. The man was tremendous with me. I did a lot of work for him. Well, I remember he used to ask for you by name. Yes, he did. Yeah, uh, getting ready for the jazz festival. Exactly. And in fact, one year he had a birthday luncheon for his daughter at his home, and he had me come and do the service for that. And it was uh, standing in his kitchen with him sitting at his breakfast table, and I'm standing there looking at Bill Cosby in his kitchen, in his house, and he's talking to me. And it's just surreal sometimes. Just there was always something going on, something to do, something to laugh at and have a good time with. And uh, it was the place to be. Carlina, you've worn many hats. Right now you're wearing bunny ears. (laughs) 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 But um, for you, I mean, wearing many hats, you got to see different facets of what it was like. I mean, Alan worked as butler. Your main shift was the morning, but you were special services for the boss when he came out for late night parties. You did that. You were... You got to do, like, inside with a lot of his girls. Like, I mean, you were babysitter for Tina Jordan's daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you would be doing the coat check. You would do fun in the sun mm-hmm. because really we wanted, you were the first female butler. And you got, but and, and it, which really helped us when it came to, oh, great, this is going to be all the girls out there laying out by the pool. Let's have all the girl female butlers now because you opened up that doorway. Mm-hmm. For you, what was it like, you know, the things that you think of, like, did that really happen? Like, I don't want to say someone that you met. Yeah. Um, I have several. One, actually, it's funny with the Bill Cosby story. I was on this kick of watching his old movies with Sidney Poitier, and he calls one day. I think it had something to do with Bob Colleen or something, and I said, Always. you know, Mr. Cosby, 
can I ask you, I, I just watched Uptown Saturday Night last night. And he said, you did? And I said, yeah, I did. Well, what's your favorite scene? I said, the scene where you have that ugly red suit on and the gun is moving. <laughs> and he goes, oh, you need to get a life. <laughs> but then he goes into telling me, well, you know, Sydney was cheap and he didn't want to shoot that. And we shot it six times. And so it's like, okay, that's a rare, funny conversation. But I like that where it's like something that I like personally and to talk to the person and get their take. I always yeah. like the actual what happened and how did that scene come about. The second one was I was doing Fun in the Sun. I don't think I was even in the house yet. And I and go Fun in. Fun in the Sun was uh, the activities on the Sundays. Yes, yes. Pool, and kind of a pool party thing, right? About 30 girls, food. Yeah. The drink, boss would be playing his Playing backgammon. backgammon. Joel, Allison, Doc. And I come in. It's over. So we have to unload our daily goods. And I come in the pantry and Damon's there. And he says, Hey, watch the pantry. It's like, what? What? What yeah, do I Damon, do? Yeah, Damon, one of the butlers. I remember right. Damon. Yeah. But I'd never like done anything. So what do I do in here? What do I do? He runs outside, and I turn around, and who walks through the pantry? Elizabeth Taylor. What? Yeah. She walked in, and I was thinking like, oh my God, she's so little, and she's cussing because nobody <laughs> told her the buffet's outside. <laughs> but it was just the cursing, and it's like, okay, that's Elizabeth Taylor. And when people ask, who have you met? I always say her and Jane Fonda. Those are the two. Oh, that's cool. Because Jane was just random. I had an experience with Elizabeth Taylor when I worked at Fox. She was doing a film with Warren Beatty, and she was only on the lot for one week. And each day I would take the uh, still shots down to the set, give them to the second assistant, who would get them okayed by her, give them back to me, and I'd take them back to the office. Last day on a Friday, she's there, and... They give me the stills, the proof sheets, and I take them down to the set, and the AD says, no, no, I'm too busy. You just take them in to her. And I said, no way. I'm not getting yelled at by her. He says, just take them in. She's not going to do anything. Now, she had a little compound on the corner of the stage with uh, phony grass and two trailers. So I walk in. At first, I went to the restroom and straightened my tie and make sure <laughs> my hair was okay. And I go over to the, the trailer, and I just stand in front of the door, and there she is sitting right inside the door with her feet up on a little stool. I don't know if I'm supposed to say something or, or what. And luckily there was a gentleman sitting just inside the door who saw me, who knew who I was, and said, oh, Alan, come on in. Thank God. And he introduced me to Elizabeth Taylor. She takes the proof sheets, she goes to the other side of the trailer, and she says, come here, I got a question. And I walk over there and I've got my right arm around Elizabeth Taylor's waist Whoa. with a hot cup of coffee in my left hand, and she's wanting me to explain how they're going to retouch a color negative. So that was my Elizabeth Taylor thing. Uh, I had about 30 seconds with her, and uh, it was special. It was special. You're a class act, bro. That's why all the playmates love you. <laughs> That's why I was a morning guy. <laughs> keep you out of trouble. Well, you know, we, 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 we keep talking about the family, and I'm going to keep saying it over and over. Yes, family, and the extensions go on f because we would have celebrity guests that would eventually soon be playing at the mansion who would soon be just family at the mansion and homeboys right here and i'm pulled them out from behind the tree and I'm like, what are you doing behind the tree <laughs> the one and only dj d-rec hey, hey. <laughs> you gigged up a couple times up there a few times more than a couple, yeah a bunch of times like i did cooper's was it cooper's birthday 
21st birthday? Oh, party. yes. Yeah, I did his. And uh, it was really cool to be able to, I used to be able to drive my car up and park like right next to the grotto almost, you know what well, I mean? it's cool to tell security because you tell security, okay, Derek, Derek's coming up. Yeah, Oh, yeah. and everybody just, oh, D, cool. Yep. You know? That yeah, was- I, I felt like a big deal. <laughs> it was always great. To think about, I have friends now that ask me, oh, have you ever been to the Playboy Mansion? I'm like, have I? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you have no idea. You know, the access that, you know, I came in late in the game, you know, but I had access that... um People from all over the world wanted to just come and just just see the gates. Yeah. To be able to drive up and just drive in the circle. And it was just amazing. And then you took me up into the mansion, mm-hmm. you know, and I was amazed at how, uh, like, when you go up into the uh, the well, ceiling we're the is... Sec- well, we're the second floor. Yeah, second floor. Oh, right. you took him to the second floor? Well, I mean, we were, we, were, we, were, we were working. I was assisting him. I was assisting him. Um, but the ceilings aren't that high. You know what I mean? It's kind of like... I think I just got fired right now. <laughs> no. Two times. No, but I was literally Brian's assistant that day. And so, you know, yeah, what happened at the mansion stays at the mansion, but it was nothing. It was, you know, I, I got another question. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. I'm telling you. this. Did I just family, get you fired? This, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let them try to come after me. <laughs> They're coming for you. <laughs> We're enjoying ourselves at the, uh, at the PMW, which stands for Playboy Mansion West Family Reunion. We'll be right back. We are Rogue Bunnies Mayhem. This is Jennifer Pershing, Miss March 2009 and Series 1 Rogue Bunny. I'm inviting you to go rogue with the sexiest women on the blockchain and purchase Series 2 trading cards and packs while supplies last. You can also collect individual cards from Series 1. A lucky few will find a legendary or epic card. Why is that special? Because you become an instant VIP with access to gated channels to chat with bunnies in our Discord. Plus, you get automatic invites to all of our in real life events. We're building a community that I think you want to be a part of. I know I want to be in your dapper wallet, and I have 49 more gorgeous bunny sisters that would agree. Just go to roguebunnies.com, click buy NFTs, and get out your credit card, because no crypto is needed, and start collecting. Welcome to the metaverse! So coming back, as, as I'm thinking about all the crazy stuff, like you were talking about, the Playboy Golf. Do you yes. remember Playboy Golf? Yes. That was sick. We got to go on. Remember, we did the whole thing. There was it nine, nine that. 18 holes or whatever it was. We, it was 18. But they had freaking bar setups every in between few, every yeah, hole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and you had to do some game, and you're taking a shot. Mm-hmm. It was nuts. No, it was great. It was great. Like, I just couldn't believe that I was a part of something that, you know, I used to have to sneak in, look at the magazines. But Playboy Golf was fun. I remember playing uh, volleyball. Pathak, yeah, that was fun, man. Yeah. Oh, volleyball. Playing volleyball. That must have been 4th oh, of, of July. That had, yeah. yeah, that was 4th yeah. of July. And I went to two of those. Um, yeah, it was just. The Game House. The Game the game House was great. Game House. Okay, so cool. And then they, uh, what, what was it? The, the Is it the Van Room? <laughs> the yeah, Van Room, yeah. The Van you Room. with the nice plushie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you ever hang out in that Van Room? Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> you know, there, there, there's mirrors on the ceilings. And cameras. There's mirrors all around. <laughs> you know, it's, like I said, it, they just start popping so in your silly. head. There's got to be another another one that's gone in your head. Something you thought one about. One of the fun things, not everything happened at the mansion. Luckily, one night I asked Brian if I could go along when Mr. Hefner was going on a plane trip somewhere. Oh, okay. And go to the airport with him and help load the luggage on the plane and, and get the food set up and all that. 
And I said, I don't even need to get paid for it. I mean, just I'd like to just do it. Yeah, for you the just fun wanted to go. You wanted yeah. to see what the well because it was such a production of getting ready for it. Oh, it was. I mean, that, yeah, all of you guys, everyone was ready. Okay, you guys would get lists, pack his bags, have, make sure that all of these toiletries went. These are his foods. And the food was drinks. unbelievable. Yeah. Well, we went to the airport a number of times together, and one in particular was uh, we were waiting for the plane to get ready. Mr. Hefner and Mary O'Connor and the girls were all in a waiting room, and all of a sudden they came in and said, we have to move the plane to another location. Yes, we were actually at LA LAX. LAX for that They're time. Getting, I think getting ready to go to Con. Right, exactly. It was in a big jet. It wasn't in the smaller jet. Yeah. Brian said to me, why don't we just wait in the, in the plane? So we go into the plane, and nobody was there. So we went into the cockpit. And we sat down yeah, yeah, that in was the cool. pilot that was cool. and the co-pilot seats. And we're sitting there in this <laughs> big, touch, I don't know, stuff. 747 or whatever well, were, it was. They were going to tow us. So we're like, and they said, we, we got to move the plane. Do we have to get off? No. So we sat behind the wheels <laughs> of the plane. That probably broke a bunch of like laws and regulations. What are you doing? <laughs> I know. And they towed us, I don't know, maybe 100 yards down to another uh, location and we're sitting in the pilot seat in the coke pilot seat making our thing and then when we got off the plane <laughs> i said you know it's like an uh, a movie star getting off you wave and you you know to the, the fans and everything <laughs> just automatically huh? yeah just... right when you get off so well, you were we saying we got to do the nixon wave right we did the nixon wave <laughs> so we started doing that and uh we went in i went in i remember we took we pictures got... doing that <laughs> i do have that we got picture paid for yeah. that <laughs> then i go into where mr hefner mary and the rest of the group uh joe piastro was there I said, okay, they're mo we're moving the plane, but we're going to be just a few more minutes. Don't anybody get lost. And Mr. Hefner was right at my right hand, sitting by the door. And I said, and you don't go wandering off, please. <laughs> and, of course, it got a, a smile from everybody. <laughs> and I just got out of the room. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it wasn't just being at the mansion. It was the things that went along yeah. with it. And the people that you had to work with and deal with was special. Okay, yeah. I got one that you guys were right away thinking about. Okay, off-property, jazz festival. I, mean, it was I think awesome. I brought I think I brought a cool bro to come uh, join me in the in the box right behind you. Yeah, I was. Uh, it's funny because I oh actually I got to sit directly behind Mr. Hefner, and then <laughs> just being in the environment and hearing everyone, seeing the reverence that everyone had for Mr. Hefner, people outside of of, of the mansion, just called him Hugh, and I felt like that was so disrespectful. You know, like hey, do you ever see Hugh Hefner? Like that's Mr. Hefner, you know, and because. Or he, say half as he liked being yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. But you knew people didn't know who the hell he was if he, they said Hugh. Right, oh. right. But 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 people outside of the mansion, you know. Right, right. Exactly. And um, you know, I I didn't have too many interactions with him. You know, I I never had any words with him, but I did get a few nods from him and and just acknowledgement. So that was always fun because I came late in the game. So yeah, you know, but you he, got to drink his jacket. I got to drink his jacket, <laughs> and there was plenty of that to go around. <laughs> Yeah. And a lot of food. Oh, my God, mm -hmm. the food we would bring for Oh, the thing. food for, like, 200 people. And what we, we served, what, seven, eight people? God, <laughs> we, we had food the for... The work that Chef Carter and Chef Dan would go through to yeah. put that whole thing together. Oh. Yep. 
but uh, it was fun. A lot of jazz. I heard a lot yeah. of jazz. Well, some of the artists. Incredible. Like, we were right James. there up front. We were right yeah. there. We were right there. BB King. I can't sit anywhere else. I won't go to a show because I'm Thank you so for saying sport. that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for yeah. saying that. Uh, as as D would say, we're bougie. Bougie. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like, what? Well, D just took me to Depeche Mode, and we were like what third row? Fourth row back. Fourth row back. Dead center. And the sad part is I was thinking about it. I go, dude, remember when we did the jazz festival? Mm-hmm. This is how you got to do it. Yeah. If you don't do it, it's no fun anymore. Yeah. Right. I'm watching B.B. King just, you know, sitting in front of me playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, you know, because he's looking around. Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. What was her name? Sh- Sheila E. Um, Sheila E. Sheila E. Well, because you're a drummer. Oh, were you there? Mm-hmm. When she said what's up to me? Yes. Because <laughs> I did a gig with her, and I did a gig with her in Oakland, and I was like, I wonder if she's going to remember, and she's going by, and she's playing and stuff, and then, and you know, we're in the, the little pit, and as she's going by, she turns around, she looks, and she goes, hey, and, and she, she well, kept doing I have a thing. drumstick, okay? She okay. handed me the uh, Oh, she okay. Yeah. And I took a cool picture of her, you know how you, they put down the rail in the back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, walk. yeah. So I took this really cool shot of her, and I posted it and tagged her on Facebook, and she took it off. And put it in hers. Wow. Like, oh, we're real close, girl. <laughs> Sister. So, like, she was the highlight. Was yeah, I remember great. when Ray Charles played. Oh, that's still, that's that still been surreal. Something. Yeah. That's still surreal. Um, or Etta James. Etta James. Etta James. Yeah. Oh, yeah. James. Yeah. That girl was nasty. She was nasty. <laughs> Stuff that come out of her mouth. But she would crack me up. I remember going, did that really come out of her mouth? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like, did she really just say that? But she was hilarious. But I my remember God, that last that time, she wow. came, the, before she passed, she was in the chair and they were, her van, I guess it lowered down to get her out. And I just remember like her oh, yeah. coming down and I'm like, hi, Miss James. Hello, baby. And I just remember that shine. Her hair was gray, but there was sparkle. And I'm like, look at that legend. Look at that Meeting these people uh, in that situation is yeah. so special. It's something that, you know, I was very lucky. You get the question, what was it like to work for Hugh M. Hefner? You know what I mean? Because you're saying you're working for a celebrity. Or what was he like personally? Or how did he treat you? Do you get that question? And how do you all, mm-hmm. all the time. Was he nice? All the time. I always say it, it is what you think it is, and it isn't what you think it is. Yeah. There's parties, but it's boring on an everyday basis. It's a real family. He lives there. He lives there? Yeah, he lives there. (laughs) That's his house. Yeah. I like how Anthony was saying that the one thing that he always uh, took was the fact that he always said thank you. Mm -hmm. He always did. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know your name, but he would say thank you and look you in the eye. Mm -hmm. That was uh, always special. How about for you? What do you tell people? I say that I worked there for 17 years, and the longest conversation I had with him was maybe 30 seconds, 45 seconds. But it didn't matter. I didn't have to have a conversation with him. It was just being around him, knowing who he was, what he's done in this world. You know, you hear all the negative stuff, but 90% of the people don't know the positive that he brought out. You know, if they could see Bridget Berman's documentary. Ah, yes. That would teach you an awful lot and give you a lot of respect for who he actually was, not what people say about him. You know, since he's passed, I'll have these little glitches in my brain of like where I'll remember and stupid little stuff it's now looking back going what what did we really do that <laughs> Anthony and I had this conversation did we did it really happen yeah. you know do you ever have those surreal moments did things still flash I always you laugh at this we had this weird thing like I never forget you remember the freezers when we had to defrost yeah and Alan and JD didn't do it the day <laughs> so I'm up there I did the one downstairs 
and I'm upstairs. So it's just me and security left. And he comes up, and that's when I had that short haircut, and it was nicely styled. Oh, yeah. And the steam just, just like this. And he comes in, he's like, and I went. He just, they told so he's me just standing go, there, flopping like his arms, looking at you like, oh, like, what, what are you what doing? Still, what are you still doing here? And I went. <laughs> they told me to do it, sir. They didn't out and didn't do it. So it <laughs> he just shook his head and left and just. The one thing I learned uh, about <laughs> communicating with him was tell the truth one hundred percent. Don't give him any crap. Tell him the truth. Admit your mistake. Right. If you made a mistake, tell him you made a mistake, uh, and you were fine. Yeah. Never once came down on me when something went awry. Because I told him the truth. Nothing made up or anything like that. I think the key is look him in his eye. Do you mind telling the story of when you were uh, babysitting and you were up there sleeping with uh, Tatiana? <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> so it was three bedrooms because it used to be the boys' room. This, and is so, when, this is when you were um, babysitting. Well, you were a nanny. When you Actually, wrote me hard. into being a nanny. Yeah, I, I kind of worked thing, that in, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. <laughs> I tell that story all the time. <laughs> We're working all day long, me and Kia, and he's like, oh, we got this baby, you want to babysit? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that'll be 16, 20 hours, okay. So how, till how long? He says 10 o'clock. He's a lie. They go out at 10. <laughs> I was there till like 5 in the morning, starving, <laughs> with this little baby I just met. Tina was off doing whatever, so me and Tatiana, because she's little, I put her against the wall. And then Tina comes in <laughs> and lays in the same bed. And I'm like, okay, let's go here. <laughs> this Playboy thing. <laughs> but he came in looking for her. But he didn't realize because it's dark. And he's like, and I just freeze up like, okay, really, Playboy? <laughs> like, so okay. when he came in, he's, he's patting around uh, for, for Tina. his girlfriend, yeah. Tina. Not realizing that you were right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but, you know, I'm new to the scene. So it's like, what is going on? <laughs> Am I a threesome <laughs> with the baby? Oh. I mean, I'll do it. But. <laughs> People ask how you start. We talked earlier, Alan, about, you know, the relationships between, because you all worked in the catering business uh, with you, Peter, Dan, everyone got connected in. But the story that I like is when you tell it often at the family, it's just so fun when they hear about how you were going to deny the job. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, because we had, we, had, we had invited you to come over. Then you worked a party. Then we talked about, hey, we got this job position, and we're looking for someone to be, you know, the executive luncheon butler. It was a very prominent job that had to have that detail. And would you be wanting to take it on? Then we had uh, a meeting. We talked about it. We did, and uh, I thought about it real seriously, and I went home talked to my wife about it. We negotiated what it would, right, right. you know, a price. I remember uh, my wife and I were out to dinner on the Saturday night. I had to call you on Monday morning to give you a yes or a no. Right. And we, were, my wife and I were out for dinner, and we got in a little heated discussion on the way home. And I had to clear my mind, so I pulled over to the side of the road, got out of the car, and said, I'm going for a walk. And I walked for over four hours. I walked all around Tarzana. Wow. Thinking... Do I want to take this job? Do I want to leave where I'm working now or not? And after the four hours, I finally decided, no, I'm not going to take the job. Yeah, you were not going to do no, this. You, no, you made the decision. No. no. I made that decision, and, and it was final. And I came home, and I told my wife that. And now Monday morning comes, and it's about 8.30, quarter to 9. I'm supposed to call at 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock comes. My phone rings. <laughs> And I get on the phone, 
and it's not Brian, it's Guy. And he says, so what do you want to do? I said, I'll take the job. <laughs> and that was after four hours of walking around Tarzana, deciding I was not going to take the job. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, when that phone rang and he said, what are you going to do? I said, I'll take the job. Aren't you happy you did? Oh, 17. Crazy. Wow. But guys, thank you, man. I know, and I took, took away from the party. We were all going to get back in there. But this means a lot, and I'm glad that you're sharing these stories because this is what we want people to hear. Certain stories get out there, and, and I think it owes the responsibility of all of us to all share our stories then, you know? And let the listeners, let people make up their own determination of what life was. Well, you want to know what Playboy was like from our point of view at the mansion? Well, we're the ones that were there. So that's why I'm glad you guys share your stories. Thanks, Steve. My pleasure. Thank Thanks, Carlina. Thanks, Alan. Yeah. All right, I'm Brian Olay. You've been listening to Rogue Bunny's Mayhem. And the, the mayhem, mayhem continues. Hey, Mayhem Familia. Don't forget to click, like, and subscribe. And tell all your friends. Also, visit us at rbmayhemshow.com. That's rbmayhem, mayhem spelled M-A-Y-H-E-M, show.com. And I want to give a special thanks to Dapper Labs, Flow, Gig Labs, and also Flow Score. And the Mayhem continues.